0: Hi, I'm Eliza Cece, and you're listening to Like the Dove podcast. After almost a decade of being immersed in and teaching New Age practices, God opened my eyes and heart to follow Him. Now I help ex New Agers and new believers in their walk so you feel encouraged and less alone. Let's get into today's episode. Hi, sweet angel. Welcome back to another episode. So this episode is not what I had originally planned for this week, but the Lord was really kind of pressing in on me to speak about this. And it's something that I haven't talked about publicly yet, but I know is something that I'm having conversations with friends and people in my life, and just um, it's something that was very clear to me from the start when I was saved. And I think it would my story and some of what I'm going to share with you today um, can be helpful for people who are um, curious about this topic. So, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about can I still use flower essences and herbs as a Christian? So for some of you, this might not apply, but because we are seeing kind of like the uptick of so many people talking about being Christian, which is, which by the way, not a thing in my opinion, um, and just talking so much about, you know, in my sphere of like talking about how I've been saved from the new age and what that looks like and all the different layers of things and how things that are pure and good and beautiful, um, creations of God can get warped um, and even, you know, kind of just like taken over by the demonic in the worst cases. And so I'm really wanting to talk with you today about this question, right? Um, what what does this mean? Is it okay to use flower essences? I used them before I was saved. Is it okay to use um, and be kind of like an herbalist or to use herbs or use plants, Right. And I think it's just something that um, is good to have clarification over. And so I'm happy to have this conversation with you. And I hope it'll be something that will be really supportive to you today. Okay, so the big question here that we're going to explore today is can I still use flower essences and herbs as a Christian? Is it biblical? Or is it witchcraft, is it divination, and is it idolatry, right? Because those are three things that we know are hated by God and we will be separated from him because of our sin. And so um, it's important for us to get a kind of feel for um, right relationship in our practices so that we can be so, so close with our Lord, right? And so essentially the big question we're asking is, is it okay to use plants and herbs in a wellness practice, right? That from that lens, it's not witchcraft, right? It's not wrong to um, be using herbs in that way, right? And so I want to just kind of share with you some of kind of the biblical perspectives. And um, I first want to just start with Romans 125, they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served what has been created instead of the creator who is praised forever. Amen. So, first of all, let's just kind of start off with the fact that plants are blessing from God. So, before I was saved, I was years deep in the new age. I was a home herbalist, I was a flower essence practitioner, and I was a new age teacher. For any of you who might be new here and don't know my story, I very, very wrongly adored the creation and not the creator. And so I used herbs and flower essences um, in in like a way that, um, well, I used them on a daily basis, but I used them in a way that wasn't honoring it to God and it, and it for sure was not biblical. Obviously, I didn't have that worldview at that time, so um, I was just living for myself. I was not living for the idea of wanting to please God, and so I thought that the way I was using herbs and the way that I was um, being taught how to be an herbalist, how I was taught how to be a flower essence practitioner, um, I thought it was perfectly okay because I didn't have um, a Christian worldview to kind of like put it through. Um, like that filter. And so now herbalism to me is very different. There, to me, there's absolutely nothing wrong with using herbs for vitality and wellness and health and healing, right? As long as we know that we're not the one in charge, we're not the one um, assuming the position of power, that supreme power comes from God, right? So I want to read Hebrews 6, 7. For the ground that drinks the rain that often falls on it and that produces vegetation to those for whom it is cultivated receives a blessing from God. So in this way, we're hearing that herbs, plants, vegetation is a blessing from God. It's a gift from him to us, to nourish us, to support us, and to help us. And, you know, we'll like look and read in the Bible over and over again about how, um, it's harvest time, or there's a planting season, or so many of the stories that Jesus um, speaks to us, he's talking about, in parables, about um, the earth, right? And so, I think there's something to be said for the fact that, like, it's okay to love plants and to enjoy beautiful nature things, um, as long as we're not in a place where we're worshiping it, right, and then turning that into some court, some sort of divination or, or witchcraft situation, right? God made herbs and plants to nourish us and to support us, right? He made that for us to help us and to sustain us, right? Um, there, there's so much that sort of the New Age co-ops um, that can kind of make herbalism, for example, and just be so confusing right so there's absolutely nothing wrong with like teas and infusions and tinctures right it's when we're putting like uh the it through these weird filters and these weird teachings of um you know i can't even find um (laughs) an herbal training right now that doesn't talk about the goddess or doesn't talk about priestess work or doesn't talk about worshiping the moon um, and so I think that it's just really important for us to call it for what it is um, and that it's okay to use herbs in your life and to make teas and to make herbal salts and to make tinctures and to make healing broths and to make just, you know, elderberry syrup or whatever it is for your family that, that your family loves and needs to keep healthy, right? Right. And that's it. Like, you don't have to bring rituals into it, and you don't have to bring the demonic into it, right? And so, when we're doing these things from a just really pure, like, quote-unquote, normal (laughs) place, um, and not bringing all the extra into it, there's, it's completely fine, and it's okay to do. It's when we start to say, I'm a Christian witch, or Um, you know, like, I am a green witch, or I can have Jesus and my witchy ways, you know, that kind of thing that's so prevalent right now. In the culture, it's just looked at as being really cute, but it's just so damaging to us, right. And so that was one of the things for me that was difficult when I was saved, because I was still really wanting to learn about herbalism and just go deeper into my knowledge but I had um, to stop the program that I was in because um, the teacher was just so heavily like all the time kind of talking about this intense like green witch um, kind of vibe of how you can't I mean it was just so weird you couldn't talk about healing with herbs without bringing goddess energy into it and that just was a no-go for me it was just a hard pass and so I just um I stopped what I was doing and um I backed off of herbs for quite a while until I just felt like a nudge from God it was like yeah it's okay like you can nourish yourself with these teas again Like you can enjoy that. You can have fun with that. You can, um, do those things for yourself again, whenever you want to, it wasn't a thing where God was like, no, you definitely can't do this. Right. Um, and so, yeah, it was just kind of being really discerning and listening to that. And so, yeah, um, one of the other things that was probably the biggest one, um, that people were upset with me over <laughs> was that I don't use flower essences anymore and I don't see how I could use flower essences again as a Christian. So I want to just talk with you about my reasoning behind this because for me herbalism and herbs is more straightforward. They're plants, they're God's creation. He gave them to us as a blessing to support us and to support our health and our wellness. And I think there's absolutely zero percent um, wrong with that. I think it's absolutely wonderful and that there are, I'm sure, Christian herbalists or people who are just more neutral, um, who you can work with if you want to do that, um, that don't bring the goddess aspect into it, right? The pagan practices into it. And if that's not the case, then you can absolutely learn for yourself, um, with herbs and with growing a garden and, um, growing your green thumb right and enjoying that and being kind of like your own homestead um, person where you learn how to take care of um any little plots of earth that god has blessed you with in your life that you live with but as for flower essences it's just like a completely different uh thing for me um as a former flower essence practitioner And as someone who studied with a lot of teachers, um, when the funny thing that happened when I was saved was that I got the ick for the flower essences. I did not want to even look at the bottles. I put them all away. And this is from someone who I had flower essence bottles everywhere. They are always like in the background of my old pictures and videos from Instagram, which is funny. Um, they're everywhere. I was selling them. I had my own earth angel flower essence line, um, that God told me to cancel and delete, um, a little over or we're coming up on a year from, yeah, coming up soon actually. Um, so that it hasn't even been that long, but shortly after I was saved, I got the ick for flower essences and I just personally, I was seeing how they were helping clients and stuff, And so I thought that it was fine um, because I know the way that I make flower essences isn't connected to channeling or any kind of like demonic presences like it was in my early days. Um, So I felt fine with selling essences still and making them for my clients and things like that. But I personally got the ick for them and I just could not and had no interest, no desire, and I actually had to put them away so that I wasn't looking at them and seeing them in my life. And so, I want to talk with you about that. Some people just like have no clue about flower essences, and if that is you, great. Then you might not even want to listen to the rest of this episode because it might not really even apply. But but I want to kind of like go back and explain what flower essences are for those of you who don't know or are confused by them. So they are man-made. So they are made with, by putting flowers in water and setting them in the sun. And so they're a kind of a homeopathically prepared essence of flowers and plants and herbs and trees. Um, and they're meant to offer gentle support to different emotional states. So um, and in new age circles, there's so much talk about how flower essences help with the spiritual. And so it just kind of helps to right the wrongs in the systems um, is a good way of saying it. And it just kind of corrects imbalances that you might experience. And so there were two reasons that I felt uncomfortable with flower essences as a new Christian. And so the first one is that I what I knew about the way flower essences are taught and that was so much ingrained into new age and the second reason was that because of what I knew about how most practitioners prepare flower essences that they sell so let's go through that a little bit so flower essences are taught just highly 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 new age um teachers including myself i'm putting myself in this because i did this i had a membership where i taught super new age stuff for years and flower essences were a part of this so um and you know like it was all about energy healing the chakras esoteric higher active higher self kind of activations and a never-ending focus on self-loathing i mean self-healing. And so it is very rare to find a flower essence practitioner who didn't also teach new age practices. Um, I'm even trying to think of any people that I know who don't merge into new age, who are also really into flower essences. And that's for me, what one of the reasons why I felt like it was just so problematic. And it was why the Holy Spirit was giving me the ick for it. Right? So Usually, to complement flower essences, you'll find practitioners are offering offering all kinds of things. They're offering cacao ceremonies and moon circles, shamanic healing, yoni steaming, um, womb healing rituals, cord cutting, all this stuff, crystal healing, all of it. And so, um, you know, that's really heavy in the New Age. And being a Christian, we're supposed to step away from that stuff. That stuff is not God honoring; it's sinful. And for me, it, it was just very clear to me that that wasn't a place where I wanted to to be. I didn't want any part of that, those things anymore, right? And so that was one part of it. The second part was about how I knew how practitioners were preparing flower essences they sold. So in the beginning days, the way I was taught, how to make flower essences wasn't connected to new age at all. It felt like a very simple process. But the more that I was in like healing, like holistic healing circles, the more new age I got. And then I adopted new age practices in my flower essence creation process. You know, I really got into channeling with fairies and elementals and feeling like I was really speaking or connecting to and meditating with plant spirits and so there was all this kind of like earth worship right and I felt like I was an animist which means that um it felt like everything was a was had a spirit including like mountains and clouds and the air and flowers all the different flowers had their own spirit that's that's what I believed instead of um what I believe now, which is that God is the creator, right? And we're supposed to honor and adore and worship the creator, not the creation. We can enjoy God's creation, but that doesn't mean that there is um, anything more to it. right? And so, um, yeah, so now the deeper I got into the new age, the more I kind of like channeled and did those kinds of things. And then I brought that into my flower essence making process. I made so many friends with other makers and heard their processes and what they did and so much of it was like channeling some people would put reiki on their flower essence making process which I am very very not into and um I can link to one of my posts about that um if you have interest in it but just overall the deeper I got into specifically flower essences Um, And that community, the deeper I got into new age and just really, really far from God. And so um, I knew how practitioners were making their essences, even though after um, I was saved and I was still making flower essences, I stopped channeling and I stopped doing all those kind of new age practices with it. And I just went back to my humble roots of the simple way of making essences where you just pick the flower and you put it in water and you let it sit in the sun, right? And then you preserve it, that kind of thing. And um, But after I was saved, I just didn't have any desire to work with essences at, at all. And I think that's because they're man-made. They're not of God, like herbs and plants are. And I just did not feel comfortable. And I had truly no desire. One of the things I think is so wonderful about God, when we are saved is that whatever we're doing that's sinful, what's dark, what's bad, what's connected to the demonic. um, I, in my experience, I found that when I was saved, and when he was God, you know, had kind of like come in so close and pressed in on me, I had that experience of being chosen and so loved by God and choosing Jesus Christ, right? That all of the practices that I kind of leaned on so much and so desperately was clinging to because I was so broken without Jesus, um, they just kind of vanished overnight. And I, looking back My mind would have me think like, oh, wow, that would have been so hard. But it was actually just like he clapped his hands and all that stuff just like washed away or was like blown away in the wind. And it was like it's gone and I don't miss it. I don't think about it. I don't wish I was still in those spaces doing those things. And that's one of the extreme, extreme blessings of the mercy and the forgiveness and the love that God has for us. And that's just my experience of what it has felt like um, since being saved and, you know, coming out of these practices that I just have no desire to do anymore. And I just really pray that if you're in a place where maybe you're not saved, maybe you're not a Christian, um, maybe you're listening to this because you used to listen to me back in the day, and I'm so grateful for that. Um, maybe you're, completely brand new to this space and I'm so grateful that you found me and so wherever you're coming from I just want you to know and that I'm praying for you and that if you are going through something where you're like well I, I don't know how I could ever get out of this and survive it I want you to just know and have faith and trust that God is so generous and so kind and so forgiving And you just have to lean into your own faith of stepping into what he has for you. And it truly, truly will be so beautiful and wonderful on the other side. Even if there are challenges, challenges with Jesus are nothing compared to what my challenges felt like before I had him. So I just want to share a little story. Um, It's an add-on from what I spoke about in episode 19. So if you haven't listened to that, you might want to listen to that after you've listened to this story that I'm about to share with you. But um, last week in episode 19, I shared... My experience of the Lord convicting me about the crystals I still had in my home. I had gotten rid of a ton of crystals. Uh, Crystals were my thing in the new age. I had so many crystals and I had gotten rid of and uh, I didn't know any better, but I sold some, which I feel bad about um, and, you know, got rid of some, whatever. And, you know, it happened that I still had crystals in my home. And I had them at home because my excuse was that they were pretty. And also that they were expensive. And some of them I was like, oh, I just I just can't get rid of this. This was so much money. <laughs> I'm keeping this one, right? But in the past, I used these crystals in witchcraft. I use them in rituals, um, specifically rituals for like success, abundance, business growth, uh, you know, stuff like that. Just super demonic, greedy reasonings right and obviously really unbiblical and something the lord shared with me that made me really stop um and i didn't share this in episode 19 so this is a little bit of an add-on but it was that by keeping these crystals especially the ones i was holding on to thinking you know oh i might make a gem essence for someone or i might want to you know need, I might not, I might need this for my health one day, that kind of thing. Um, and then the Holy Spirit just came in to me and said, you're still putting your faith in a rock, being able to heal you. He's not even calling it a crystal. So he's also insulting me and telling me how dumb I am (laughs) in a way to think that these crystals have any kind of special powers, which obviously they don't. Um, so the Holy Spirit said to me, you're, you're still putting your faith in a rock being able to heal you, but I can heal you at any time. I am the rock. Do you still not have faith in me? And when he said that to me, I just started to tear up and to really feel that inside of me <laughs> with all of my heart, because, um, it, he was right, obviously, you know, I was still putting all, all this time and I still have places in my life where I'm still not putting my 100% faith in him. And, you know, so I just, I share that more in episode 19, but I packed all the stuff up. I threw it all out. It felt so amazing to do it and to just really get on my knees and repent and, and just tell Jesus how, yeah, you're right. And I'm so sorry, Lord. Um, And how that felt, you know, so I'm just sharing that with you today in case that there's anything in your kind of healing basket of tools that you're placing higher than God. And so this really reminds me of this phrase that we sometimes hear as Christians, can't God do it? It reminds me of my favorite song we sing in church from Foundation. He is the rock eternal. He is what we put our faith in. He's faithful through generations, so why would he fail now? He won't. He won't. And so I just felt that all throughout my being when I was thinking about this episode and how how big God is, how small we are, how powerful and supreme and sovereign and loving and merciful and forgiving God is, right? And So I just wanted to kind of like share that with you today of the process that we go through in this this discerning process, right? So you might want to go to the show notes. I have a whole list of reflection questions that you can go through if you're having any trouble with discerning and thinking through any new age practices that you might still be holding on to. It's okay. You know, we have to give ourselves grace when we figure out that we're doing something that's not in alignment with god what do we do we give ourselves grace we repent we pray and we ask god to show us a better way and that's all there is to it we don't have to make it difficult for ourselves we don't have to beat ourselves up we are eternally loved and eternally forgiven so with jesus christ right and so yes i have made decisions about herbs that yes i use herbs that feels good to me because I'm not, I'm not chanting to the herbs. I'm not saying kind of. I'm not praying to the herbs. I'm not smudging herbs. I'm not um, using herbs in any rituals. I'm not putting my herbs or um, under the moonlight. None of that, right? I'm just simply plucking the plants from my garden, drying them, or I'm taking the dried herbs that I have in jars at home and making teas and making. Uh, whatever I'm not making tinctures right now but I make I make teas I make herbal salts I make oxamels which is like half honey and half vinegar with herbs infused for like six weeks and then you kind of um, enjoy that that's great for digestive issues like it's like similar to using bitters and those are the things that feel really good to me right now maybe I'll switch it up, but I'm not using herbs every day like I was. I was using, I was um, <clears throat> using, like making infusions, like strong teas for myself every single day. Now I'm just more listening to my body and what I need. Do I feel tired Then I'm going to make a oat straw infusion, right? If I feel like I'm depleted and, you know, not having the best nutrition, then I'm gonna make a nettle infusion, and I'm gonna enjoy that right, making it so simple, looking at it like grandma style recipes, you know, not uh green not green witch, not Christian witch <laughs> things at all right and I came to the decision um well actually the Holy Spirit did for me by just giving me the ick for flower essences is that flower essences are not for me. Does that mean that they're not for you? I don't know. But what I can do is I can give you the information that I gave you today. And so there are a few more things that I want to share about flower essences so that you can make a good educated decision. First and foremost, you just always go to God and you pray about it. If there's any practice that you do where you're like, I just really am not sure if this is new age or if this if there's any kind of force behind this that's not of God, then you, then you go and you pray to God about it. You ask the Holy Spirit to guide you and to help you through that. You ask the Holy Spirit to bring you to a place in scripture um, to kind of uh, study or to clarify for you. That can be, that's number one always for me when I'm troubled or unsure but the second thing is that um, we need discernment right we need to just kind of uh, feel things out and get all of our facts and our information and so because there's a high likelihood that the flower essences that you buy depending on the company of course not everyone does this and so I don't I just want to put that out there I'm not calling any companies out. I'm not saying anything about people. Everyone gets to do what they like to do, right? Um, But it's important for us to ask questions about the products that we buy. So one of the things that you can do is you can, if you found a company and the description doesn't sound new agey, um, so the descriptions of flower essences are usually very, very heavily new age language so it's a pretty easy indicator to see you know that there's going to be talk about chakras and energy and vibrations and stuff like that and so it can be really easy a lot of spiritual talk a lot about you know higher realms and higher spiritual things opening your third eye all that kind of stuff if you hear that stuff and you know it's new age That's pretty easy, right? But sometimes you won't hear that. And so if you find a company that's doing a description of a flower essence and it's really grounded and you're like, okay, I know exactly what this flower essence is going to help me with. Awesome. That for me would be like a good green check in the right direction. And the next thing would be like, don't be afraid to contact them and ask them questions. Ask them how the essences are made, ask them if there's any ritual involved in the essence making process, Um, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, and I have that all written in the show notes so that you can kind of look at that in a deeper way, if this is you. But really, we want to make sure that we're not ingesting into our body anything that's demonic, that's dark, that's being channeled, right? Um, Any of that kind of stuff. So it's good to just ask those questions, and then the last thing that can be good for discernment of this is to look at the actual bottle, or to look at the maker's website and see what are what are the visuals like. Is there a lot of like um, you know ritual type things? A lot of crystals. Um, a lot of uh, what's it called? Like flower of life type imagery on their page that kind of thing Um, that could be also an indicator that they might be creating the product with uh, new age rituals so those are some of the things that you can look out for if you are like yeah I still want to do flower essences but I, I want to just make sure I'm being discerning and choosing practitioners that are very grounded. And who knows, maybe there are some incredible Christian flower essence makers. If there are amazing, I would love to know about it and I would love to learn more about them. But um, in the case uh, until then, those are some of the things that you can do. So just mostly discern, 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 call on the Holy spirit, ask for wisdom and guidance, use the reflection questions that I have in this accompanying post um, to help you kind of parse through what questions to be kind of just tuning into and reflecting and asking yourself if you're a journaler that they're great for that and those are things I wanted to share with you today. I know I talked super fast um, and that's just because I love you and I love talking about this and um, it's something that was on my heart for a bit. And Jesus was like, "Yeah, let's talk about this now, right this minute." <laughs> and so, I hope that I hope that it's helped you. I really do. And just a reminder that God doesn't want you to have a bad life or take all the fun out of everything that you think is fun. You know, um, sin is sin. God hates sin because it separates us from Him. And so, I want to leave you with one more scripture from Isaiah fifty nine two. But your iniquities are separating you from your God, and your sins have hidden His face from you, so that He does not listen. So, I just want us to hold that in our heart that when we are sinning and when we're, means we're out of relationship with God, out of connection with Him, there's a block between Him and us. And so, what can we do about that? We can go to Him and say, "Lord, I need You. I need Your help. I need Your wisdom. I need Your discernment. I need Your love." Help me. Correct me in the ways that I am making mistakes. Show me your love. Don't turn away from me and I won't turn away from you. Okay so that's what I wanted to share with you today. I love you so much. I hope this episode was helpful and supportive. If you have ever have any questions reach out to me and I wanted to remind you that if you'd like to we are accepting donations you can send me a coffee you can send me a tip or coming soon next week we're gonna have an even more special way to become a contributor for supporting this podcast that I hope that you will really love and take part in so until then there's the donate button um I'd be so grateful to receive two dollars or something (laughs) um as a if you are appreciating and enjoying this show. And if not, I know that I have your love and support and I'm so grateful for that as well. So I will see you soon in our next episode. Love you so much. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'd be so grateful if you take a few seconds, hop over to iTunes or Spotify, wherever you're listening to this and leave a review if you've enjoyed these episodes. And it'd be so fun to just keep connected with you, hear your suggestions of things you'd like me to cover in the future episodes, and you can do that through DM on our new Instagram page at likethedove, or you can email me info at elizacc.com. Don't forget, we have a really amazing freebie for you in the show notes called the New Believer Resource Library. It's full to the brim with book recommendations, Bibles I use and love, and all kinds of links and support for your walk with God. I hope it helps you. Okay, I'll see you in the next episode.